Hello everyone, I'm Sony Kasim, Director of Multimedia and Content Strategy at Becker's Hospital Review. Thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast Series. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Alice K. Jacobs, who is a professor of medicine at Boston University School of Medicine. She's also currently Vice Chair for Clinical Affairs in the Department of Medicine at Boston University Medical Center and maintains an active clinical practice. Dr. Jacobs has led the American Heart Association's Mission Lifeline. Dr. Jacobs has also served as President of the American Heart Association in 2004-2005 and as President of the Association of University Cardiologists in 2011. Dr. Jacobs, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you. With that, let's jump right into our discussion. The American Heart Association published a new policy paper on how best to care for patients experiencing the deadliest heart attack. Could you explain the difference in heart attacks and what is the deadliest heart attack? Yes. So there are essentially two types of heart attacks. One is caused by complete obstruction of the coronary artery supplying blood to the heart muscle. It's associated with specific findings on the electrocardiogram with elevation in the ST segment. So it's called STEMI. ST segment elevation myocardial infarction. The other is caused by partial but significant obstruction of the coronary artery, and it's associated with less specific changes on the electrocardiogram. The STEMI heart attack represents a medical emergency, which makes sense since the artery is completely occluded without any blood flow. And we know that the sooner the artery is open and blood flow is restored to the heart muscle, the smaller the size of the heart attack with less damage to the heart muscle and the higher the chance of survival. In fact, the relationship between the time it takes to restore blood flow to the heart muscle and the chance of survival is actually measured in minutes. Got it. Thank you. And so why did the American Heart Association create Mission Lifeline and Systems of Care? And also, what problem was Mission Lifeline trying to address? So Mission Lifeline was created in response to the disconnect between our evidence-based, life-saving, and guideline-recommended therapies for patients experiencing heart attacks and our inability to deliver these therapies to all patients in all places at all times. It was created to determine how best to deliver timely treatment, that is, restore blood flow to the heart muscle for patients with STEMI. And when we started to craft this program in 2004-2005, we actually knew that 30% of patients with STEMI did not receive any of these life-saving treatments, either fibrinolytic therapy, which is the clot buster, or mechanical opening of the artery with coronary angioplasty, usually with a stent, which is the preferred treatment. And they didn't receive these treatments even in the absence of contraindications. Moreover, there were 5,000 acute care hospitals across the country, but only 1,300 had cath labs where you could perform coronary angioplasty to open the artery. And the transfer times between hospitals without cath labs, so community hospitals and hospitals with cath labs where you could perform this life-saving treatment was unacceptably long. So these concerns led to the creation of an AHA advisory group to review the science. The American Heart Association is always grounded in quality science and a stakeholder conference to design the ideal system of care and understand the gaps and barriers between the current system of care in our country and the ideal system. And then we asked these conference attendees to propose policies, programs, and research to achieve the ideal system. And with the publication of the conference proceedings, Mission Lifeline was launched in 2007. Thank you so much for that overview. Can you also give our listeners a high-level overview of what a system of care entails and how the policy paper addresses the system? 
So at a high level, a system of care is a patient-centered group of separate entities that form a multidisciplinary team focused on expediting appropriate emergency care for patients with STEMI, and which actually helps the healthcare system use resources wisely and effectively. The team is dedicated to evidence-based guidelines for timely reperfusion treatment, so opening the artery, in addition to the continuum of care from the patient's entry into the system from their onset of the symptoms of a heart attack through the system with emergency medical services, emergency departments, STEMI referral hospitals, and STEMI receiving centers, and importantly, back into the community for secondary uh, prevention. So the AHA policy statement sets forth recommendations for how the ideal cardiac system of care for patients with STEMI should be designed and implemented to provide guideline-recommended evidence-based care that improves the quality of care and outcomes for our patients. There are key principles recommended for improving systems of care for each component of the system, including public awareness and community education, entry into the healthcare system, responsibilities of emergency medical services, emergency departments, STEMI referring hospitals, STEMI receiving centers, and we also touch on transitions of care, post-heart attack care, special considerations for telemedicine and rural health, and financial considerations. And it's important to note that system of care concepts could and should be extended to other patients with time-sensitive cardiovascular disorders, such as out-of-hospital cardiac arrest and cardiogenic shock. I'd also love to ask if, you know, does Mission a Lifeline extend beyond treatment of the acute heart attack following discharge from the hospital? Yes, indeed. Mission Lifeline addresses, again, the continuum of care. So it recommends referral to cardiac rehabilitation prior to discharge, provides specific details concerning cardiac rehabilitation programs and the importance of secondary prevention, both Mission Lifeline and the policy paper. Thank you. And is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know today? Well, I would encourage everyone to reinforce the importance of calling 911 at the onset of symptoms that could be consistent with a heart attack. Reinforce, you know, reinforce this with their patients, with their parents, with their family, so that the public really knows and we remind them that the emergency medical services can expedite treatment, resuscitation, and rapid entry into the emergency department. And I would also encourage everyone to visit the AHA website or contact the AHA to obtain information for patients, caregivers, and healthcare professionals, including education, resources, Mission Lifeline participation, certification programs, and practical considerations concerning the policy paper. And then I thank you for the opportunity to speak with you. Of course. It was great speaking with you as well, Dr. Jacobs. Thank you so much for your time and insights. I'd also like to thank the American Heart Association as well for sponsoring this episode. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.